Thank you for joining me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray Zomopadasu. Yes, we made it to episode 25. It's a special one. A lot of people don't get this far in their podcasting journey, but we did. This is Ray's on my plot of suit. I'm your host, Ray. You can catch all my stuff on all your streaming services and pureevilmma.com. And you know the whole shtick that I'm running here. I'm bringing you guys the best personalities from MMA Twitter right into your listening entertainment. And today's no different. I got somebody that you all owe a lot to. This man has been doing follow trains for days. For years. He's from MMA Twitter. He does UFC polls. He has his own YouTube channel. Jay, no turn on stone. Tell him what you're about, brother. Yo, what's going on? It's Jay. Uh, you might be a bit surprised to hear that I don't actually sound like Nick Diaz. I have got a strong Welsh accent. But yeah, you know me from Twitter, where I do my polls, YouTube, fight night, fall trains every fight night. And yeah, been good. Been on Twitter since June 2017. We're still pushing on. Yeah, man. And I mean, I don't care if you're Welsh or not, you'll always be Nate Diaz to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think I can change that picture anymore. I think that's stuck with me now. Yeah, you've had that hand or that uh, Avi for how long? Oh, bro. I first started off my account and I had some really ridiculous name and I had some shit picture. And then I was watching a Max Holloway interview and I heard him say, I leave no turn unstoned. And I was like, fuck, that is perfect. I smoke bud 24-7. I love Max Holloway. That's my new username. So I stuck with that and then I found the Nick Diaz picture on his Instagram. And uh, I downloaded it and chucked it on Photoshop, added a couple of little effects. And I've had it since... Probably about a year and a half, something like that. That sounds about right. And the follow train thing, man, because, I mean, that's not necessarily an original concept, but how did you grow yours to be such this massive event? Because yours is definitely the best. Uh, I got to give a shout out to MMA Insider. That's where I found the follow trains. He introduced me to the whole MMA community. He's a nice guy. He doesn't really um, tweet much anymore. But uh, when he stopped um, coming on Twitter a lot and he stopped posting the follow trains, I sort of took him on. And ever since, they've just kept growing and growing. And now they do at least, you know, 1K every fight train. So it's going well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally am a benefactor of those follow trains. So I have to give you a warm thank you, man, because... Before those things, I was struggling to find the people that I needed to connect with, that I wanted to connect with and talk MMA with. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason why I started my MMA account in the first place. I used to, you know, tweet regularly about MMA and nobody really around my area was that interested. So I seen there was a big following, obviously, in the USA. You guys are are big fans of, of MMA. So I joined Twitter and then... I met some awesome people and, you know, over the past few years, my page has grown and, yeah, I met some really cool people and now the fight trains are like a staple of every fight night. They really <laughs> are. People almost get mad if you don't do one. Yeah, I get a lot of, I get a lot of abuse from them as well, man. People saying they're stupid and ah, but fucking, you got to block out the haters, haven't you? Yeah, don't even worry about those guys. <laughs> well, hey, man, we are coming off one of the best nights of fights in a long time, UFC 245 was less than 24 hours ago. 
So we're going to bring you guys the breakdown while it's fresh on our minds. We're not going to do the entire card, so we're going to pick and choose our fights, but we're going to pick a lot of them. The first one we're going to break down, Chase Hooper versus T Daniel Tamer. What do you think about that matchup? Well, Chase Hooper has got to be, you know, the least intimidating looking fighter in the planet. I know he's only a young guy, but he done well. He got out of that um, choke early on. Tame had him in some weird choke. He ended up running up the cage backwards, didn't he? It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but he um he was in a lot of danger there. And a lot of people are giving Daniel Tamer kind of a lot of, you know, negative comments. Yeah. For his decision to attack the submission as opposed to stick to what he's good at. Yeah, Chase Super, he done well. He came back. He came back from some adversity and he finished uh, Tamer. That that triangle he had him in when he finished him was brutal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, he's definitely someone to be on the lookout for in that division. I mean, when you're as young as that and as talented as that, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for for that guy. So. Oh. Um, with that being said, we're going to move along to Brandon Moreno versus Kai Car France, which was my pick for fight of the night. I was on the edge of my seat during this entire fight. These guys were throwing high-level techniques, spinning back kicks, uh, body blows, jabs for days, and it was all good to watch. Yeah, they were trading for the whole fight. Uh, I did tweet about Brandon Moreno's spirit. He's got that Mexican spirit. You know, he keeps coming forward. He'll take a shot on the chin, and he wants to give you another two back. That's one thing I really admire about the Mexican fighters, and Moreno put that on full display last night. Right, and I don't know which commentator it was. I think it was Joe who was saying he didn't like Brandon Moreno, kind of flexing on him, you know, a little bit out there. But I love that. That's the kind of stuff that you need to do when you're in there because people are watching you, you know. So why not put on a little bit of a show while 100%. you're uh, – it makes everything so much better when there's a little bit of there's a little bit of showmanship involved. It makes it that that bit more entertaining. Yeah, and it wasn't and it wasn't disrespectful. He was kind of just feeling himself. I I tweeted that he was going Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. All right. Well, moving on to uh, Irene Aldana versus Caitlin Vieira. What'd you think about this one? Ooh, I was not expecting that to be honest. There was a huge difference in uh, in rankings in this one, wasn't it? Uh, two to five, so yeah, a few. Oh, was it? I th oh, I thought she was a little bit lower than Aldana, but but still, Catelyn Vieira came back. She got fucking chinned. She got put out. It was nasty. Yeah, um, and you know, Caitlin Vieira, or sorry, Arena Aldana is someone who I've been really high on. I think she is the best female footwork artist in the game right now. Uh, and now she is proving herself to be one of the best boxing specialists in that division um, as well. So she's putting the, to, the, all the tools together as far as the footwork and the hands. And she's putting ladies out. This is her second KO in a row. Man, what, what else can you say about her? Yeah, she was impressive. Who, who would you like to see her fight next? She, you know, uh, Amanda Nunes is running out of opponents. Mm, that was another good fight. But we yeah. will get on to that one, won't we? We sure as shit will. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Neal versus Mike Perry. That was another notable one. What did yeah. you think about that fight? That was a surprising one. I was expecting that to go the distance, to be honest. You know, with Perry's toughness, he, he can usually take a shot and go forward. But Jeff Neal has got some fucking power in them hands. Man, yeah, he is... Um, 
I I kind of underestimate Jeff Neal's technical ability. I I will be the first to say. Not saying that I thought it was lacking, but I didn't think he was as technical and at that powerful. So, man, someone with that technique and that power is always going to be dangerous in the welterweight division. Oh, 100%. I, I really enjoy Neil's uh, striking combos, the way he throws a straight, the way he throws a jab straight, and he comes over with a left hook. I love his combos. They're all straight down the pipe, nice and crisp. Yeah, and he didn't get sloppy when he was going for the finish. That was probably the most, uh, the biggest thing I took away from that finish is that when he went in, he went in, you know, very high IQ, uh, kept his range. He didn't give Mike Perry the opportunity to throw one of his, you know, patented blows off the fence or anything like that. So kudos to Jeff Neal for an impressive win. Yeah, you picked it up quick too. One minute, 30 seconds into the first round. Like that was very quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, another notable fight on this uh, that pre- early prelims was Matt Brown made his return, and he fought Ben Saunders. Now, when this fight was taking place, I was a little bit worried about Matt Brown because Ben Saunders is a stud on this back. He's a 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu black belt. He knows his rubber guard. With that being said... When he had that triangle for five minutes and didn't finish, I lost all hope for Ben Saunders. Yeah, that was so frustrating to watch. I, I couldn't believe it. Matt Brown, he came back strong. And that guy, oh my God, that guy can throw a nasty elbow. He sure, oh boy. from ugh, Yeah, that hurt. And he put Ben Saunders out. His head hit the canvas twice. And I mean, that's all the referee needs to see uh, to stop the fight. Some say Diego Sanchez's head is still fucking ringing from my elbow. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Hey, he went for that same elbow a few times on Ben. Yeah, yeah. So, ben was lucky he didn't land that on him. Right. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and do a quick shout to the bonuses for the night before we get into the main card. So the performance of the night went to Irene Aldana. Uh, and also a performance of the night bonus went to Peter Yan. We'll talk about the fighter of the night a little bit later. But do you agree with those two b- performance of the night bonuses? Mm, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Like Aldana, she was great. She got the knockout. I'd say she deserves it. Peter Yan or Pat Yan, however you say it. Mm-hmm. He was also great. He was very impressive. I, I, I really thought he would dominate Faber. And I was right. I think he knocked him down was it like three or four times, something like that. Yeah, you know, but Faber was in there. Faber yeah. was game. Yeah, Faber was in there. Yeah, he's still he's still tough, you know, even though he's 40 years old. He's, he's not going to lose his toughness and, and his, his technical ability. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, but moving on to the main card, starting it off was Peter Jan versus Uriah Faber. Yep. And we kind of just touched up on that a little bit. But uh, I think that Uriah Faber looked really good in that match. I feel like I wish he would have taken a few more shots or level changes. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't really do that. But, you know, he definitely had his moments. And a lot of people didn't think he would even get those. No, that's true. That's true. I, I really like Jan. I think he's uh, he's definitely championship material. He's he's a dangerous fight for anybody at Bantamweight. Yeah, I it, see, Peter Yan is one of those guys who's easy for me to write off because, you know, I don't really uh, like the guy. 
Just uh, us just being simple. <laughs> and like- I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the first to say that when I don't like a guy, I'm going to pick against him and I, I almost ignore all technical aspects <laughs> of the game. I quite like him. I think he's good. I, I quite like his, um, his cold demeanor. You know, did you see him... Um, uh, squaring up to Cody backstage after after the event. That's a fight I, w- I would like to see too. Yeah, that'd be a great fight. I'd, I'd really like to see that fight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but the next fight on the main card, Jose Aldo dropped the decision to Marlon Moraes. Uh, Did you agree bro. with that? Uh, no way, bro. I didn't agree with that. I, I honestly thought Aldo won the two of the three rounds. He was constantly you know, pressuring Marlon. I, it was it was hard to call because it was so close. They were both landing on each other frequently. Marlon was snapping Jose's head back. But Jose looked sharp at Bantamweight, bro. He looked really sharp. I gave round one to Marlon, edged it out. I gave round two to Aldo, clearly. Yeah. And I gave three to Aldo, but I could see how someone could give it to Moraes. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. 100%. It was one of them close ones. I did put a poll up after the fight finished asking the fans, who do you really think won the fight? And I'm sure 70% of people voted Aldo. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, it's I've seen worse. I've seen oh, worse yeah. uh, judges' scorecards, so I, I can't be extremely disappointed. Aldo didn't put the exclamation points on that he needed to. No, exactly. You're right, bro. Uh, with that being said, Marlon Moraes walks away with the decision. And now they're talking about giving Jose Aldo the title shot. How does that happen? Oh, uh, bro, that's crazy. That's madness. How does that <laughs> even make sense? It makes absolutely no sense. But was it Henry who came out and said that he wanted to fight Jose? Yeah, he wanted. He wants to fight Jose Aldo. Wow. He's ducking the yarn. He's, du- he's ducking Peter Yarn. Yeah, man, he is. Um. <laughs> uh, but the next fight on the card was uh, we got got into the three title bouts of the night. The first one was Amanda Nunes fought Jermaine Durandamy and uh, a five-round decision that, if you ask me, no one was picking this fight that would last that long. No, I agree. Uh, Nunes was great. The wrestling was really good. She controlled GDR for the majority of the fight. She had a lot of top control. But GDR was great, you know, she, her striking was on point. She was putting Nunez in, you know, some trouble throughout the fight. She definitely had her strong parts throughout there. You know, yeah, I was really impressed with Amanda's ability to switch up and rely on her C plan, honestly, because I don't think that wrestling is even her B game. Like, that's her C or D game. Yeah, that's well. That just shows how good her game really is, you know. If she's if she's got the the tools to drop back and win a fight with her wrestling, and that just shoot, uh, shows how good she really is. Right. Uh, but also, kind of have to give kudos to Jermaine Durandamy because I did write her off before this fight. She was winning the stand up exchanges, and that's what forced Amanda Nunes to go into a turn into goddamn Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got some good. Um, she had a lovely tight clinch, and she was using her knees well throughout the fight. I thought she was really good in that in that area. Yeah, she was a lot taller than Nunez. She looked bigger, naturally bigger. No, but she is quite, you know, a tall woman. And, uh, you know, Nunez definitely struggled a little bit compared to her previous opponents. 100%. With that being said, I don't think anyone is going to give Amanda Nunez that kind of a fight. 
No, I agree with you, bro. I think that's probably the toughest fight, you know, at the moment for a considerable amount of time. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, we, uh, we're going to move along to the co-main event of the evening, a fight I don't really want to talk about because I'm still a little bit pissed off. But, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Like the boy would say, Max Bless Holloway fought Alexander Volkanovsky in a five-round decision. What did you think about the fight? Uh, I was gutted, bro, to be honest. I'm a big Max fan. I like Volkanovski as well. I think he's, you know, he's a nice guy. He's a great fighter. But, um, you know, he was just a better guy on the night. As Max says, it is what it is. He's got to take IL. He's got to go back to the drawing board, and he's got to come back sharper. I am the biggest Alexander Volkanovski hater right now. <laughs> I cannot get behind the guy beating my guy. And if they don't give an immediate rematch, I'm flipping this table. Yeah, fucking... I don't, I don't know about the rematch. Like, I don't really. Was it really that close for an immediate rematch, or am so, I just? Uh, people are gonna say this is controversial. Ooh. I thought Max won the fight. Yeah, did you? I thought he won the fight. I gave Max round one. <laughs> I, people are about to start turning off my podcast. <laughs> I gave Max round one. I gave Max round two. I gave Volkanovski three. I gave Max four and five. Yeah, the last the last two rounds were close. Like people were definitely uh, picking up on, you know, Max landing a little bit more. But I just felt Volkanovski controlled the entire fight, and I, he, I don't think he really gave Max, um, you know, the room to really get going like he normally does. Right. There was, you know, the leg kicks that Volkanovski were throwing. That, kudos to him for that. Yeah. Because that really took away the cadence of Max Holloway. That you know, that patented switching of the stances to get closer to you, you know, because he can go from left to right and, you know, turn his straight punch into a jab as he's switching stances. And that's something that kind of throws guys off as they're backing away. They're like, oh, this guy's, you know, basically walking forward and punching at the same time. It's kind of crazy. His leg kicks were, were vicious last night. I don't really know. Has anyone attacked Max's legs like that before? No, nah, that was it. That was the, that was the that first was, time. That was the first time. Like Joe Rogan was talking before the fight even started about Max as a susceptibility to not really defending leg kicks. And Volkanovski clearly implemented that in his game plan. And it worked. It worked like a dream for him. 100%. And that's kind of why I want to see the rematch. Because... You know, I feel like Max Holloway has deserved it, and I feel like it would be hard for Alexander Volkanovsky to implement that same exact game plan without paying the price. Yeah, 100%. You know, if Max comes back and we do get our rematch, he's going to come back with a strong game plan. He's going to come back with a point to prove. He's taken two losses now this year, Dustin and now Volkanovsky. He's not a guy that likes taking losses. I'm sure, you know, he's got age on his side. I'm sure he's going to put the work in and come back like an absolute beast. Absolutely, 100%. Couldn't have said it better. Moving on to the main event of the evening. Kobe Covington, Kamar Usman. Ooh. This is... I left out this part as the bonus because this was our apparent fight of the night. It got the bonus. What did you think about the fight? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good fight. Um... Before the fight, I tweeted saying, you know, I'm leaning towards Usman, but because it was so close on paper, I couldn't really put my pick in with confidence. But Usman came out on top. His power was the was the difference in that fight. Exactly. Kobe, 
Kobe was, you know, he was putting it on him. He was in there to fight. And to be fair to him, you know, he continued with a broken jaw. That's some serious fucking warrior shit, that is. That is. Uh, I... You know, I uh, like I said a little bit earlier on this podcast, when I don't like a fighter, I will basically just pick against him because uh, my heart is more uh, <laughs> speaks louder than my mind. Yeah. And I definitely picked Kamaru Usman uh, against this uh, in this fight, but Kobe Covington was in there, man, and he was doing his patented volume, but he didn't have the the oomph to put out Kamaru Usman, and that's what he needed. Because every time Usman hit him, it hurt Kobe. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. And he also didn't have the wrestling avenue, which he normally does. He he, did even try to take Usman down. Either of them. There was not one clinch in this fight. That's crazy when you think about it. Two of the best wrestlers in the division cancel each other's wrestling out, so they're just going to stand and bang for 25 minutes. That is totally odd. I did not expect to see that. I figured, you know, at least at, towards the end to, you know, put an exclamation point on the fight that one of the guys would, you know, switch up and do a level change. But no, neither of them did it. And Kamaru Usman didn't need to because he eventually put this man on his ass. Oh, yes. And he broke his jaw, too. That was a hell of a punch. That was it. Had him running out of the arena. It, it got quite dirty as well. There was a couple of eye pokes, you know. It was like a couple of times in the fight where Kobe would like stop and look at the referee and then Usman would run over about to start punching him and it was a bit chaotic that fight was. 100%. It'll be interesting to see how Kobe takes this loss, you know, if he uh, wants to continue, you know, trying to do what he's doing because if you ask me, that loss, that's a huge uh, back step. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who do you think he should fight next? Because... Dana's talking about Usman Masvidal. That's a very big possibility, but Kobe has got to find somebody else to fight now at welterweight. Yeah, see, in the, what's I would like to see Leon Edwards get in that mix, but I don't want to see Leon Edwards, Kobe Covington. I would rather see Leon Edwards versus Masvidal yeah. or, or Usman, for that matter. Yeah, what, what about Woodley? Woodley's in the mix as well. Like Woodley and Kobe have got that beef. And they still yeah. haven't had the chance to settle that beef. So maybe it's time to yeah. put that on. Yeah, maybe it is time when uh, Kobe gets his jaw fixed. <laughs> hey, man, you talk shit, you get hit. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people were upset with me on Twitter last night after I posted that video. I don't know whether you've seen it, bro. But um posted a video just of Kobe talking shit to Usman before the fight in that um, after he beat Robbie Lawler. And dropped a little clip of the fight in there. I've got a lot of angry people in the mentions at the moment. Very upset. All the Kobe Covington fans are coming out of the woodworks right now, man. Yep. Some guy tweeted me saying that it wasn't even a knockout dummy. And the guy, <laughs> the guy who replied to him said something like, what do you think the KO stands for in knockout, you fucking idiot? And he had something like 500 likes. It was ridiculous. So he got trolled big time. Oh, I just looked at the video right now. This is great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, Jay, we've done our 20 minutes, brother. Yes, it's been is a pleasure. Anything, Thank you for having me. You wanted to tell the peoples. Yo, you can follow me on Twitter at No Turn Unstoned, and you can subscribe to me on YouTube, No Turn Unstoned MMA, where I'll post videos every now and again. And that's about it. Yes, sir. Hey, make sure you hop on those follow trains because yes. it'll get you to where you need to be. 100%. Join the fucking crew. 
Yes, sir. All right, brother. I appreciate you joining me, man. You didn't, you know, you're clear across the earth, but we made it happen. So no, thank you very much for having me on, bro. I appreciate you. I'd love to come on again and talk some shit with you. Oh, we'll definitely make it happen. All right, Nate Diaz. Holla. Great stuff, bro. Nice one. <laughs>